Hello, hello, hello. This is another episode of the Mental Threads Podcast. I'm here with a special guest and Mike Mills. You want to say something? What's good? What's good? It's Mike Millie on the check-in. Yes, Mike Millie's definitely on the check-in. He's here with a friend. Jay, if you'd like to say something. Yo, what's happening? What's going on? It's Jay. Yes, vibe coordinator, I think. That, that's the position, vibe coordinator? Yeah, that's a fact. He's the vibe coordinator. He go places I can't go. All right, cool. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Now, uh, Mike Mills, as uh, we spoke earlier, you said that you're from New York and you kind of settled in Charlotte when you were 15, correct? Yeah, that's a fact. From Brooklyn, East New York specifically, I moved out here to the South Side when I was about 14, 15 years old. Now, in regards to the differences between New York and like Charlotte in terms of, like the rap scene and just everything else in general, like where would you like begin? Like where the difference like starts from between uh, Charlotte and New York? Um, I feel like New York is more. Well, I mean, it's a lot in New York. It's a lot. It's, just, it's music everywhere. Everybody records. Everybody got a studio. Everybody got this, that, and the third. And I think it's like a little different temperature. You know, the different different sounds in New York. Charlotte, I feel like it's more spaced out. And then with the music scene, I feel like a lot of people kind of, they music kind of sound the same, kind of, in a sense. Like, it's, it's not too many offshoots. Like, it's a couple guys you hear that sound different, but it's not as much as New York. New York, you kind of don't know what you're going to get. I mean, Drill kind of blew up in the last year or so, so a lot of people on that tip right now. But, you know, New York is always going to be New York, so it's always going to be different stuff going on up there. Oh, cool. That's amazing. And since like, you moved down to Charlotte, I know you see Charlotte as, like, your home and everything. What are some things about Charlotte as, like, a city that kind of just kind of, kind of like, you know, connects you? Like, kind of just, like, this is, like, the place where it's, like, I like to be, like, and stuff of that nature. I mean, with Charlotte, I kind of... I like the low key, like it's kind of like the best of both worlds. Like you go uptown, and it's kind of like the city. It's kind of it's different stuff going on, but then you could go in the cut and be at a bonfire and just be vibing out and chilling. You know, it's kind of a little bit of everything in Charlotte. So I like both sides of it. And like when it comes to like are you like in the music uh, business and stuff of that nature? Um, I know you pretty much rep New York and Charlotte, but would you say like you're more of a Charlotte artist or like a New York artist? <laughs> with the tough questions early um i'm gonna say both man it's both it's kind of you kind of mix like i'm 29 now so i just spent half my life in both so it's kind of i just try to mix it up try to because even when i was in new york i listened to down south artists so you know i like to listen to a little bit of everything so i just try to make it blend make it sound like new york me charlotte Ain't nothing wrong with that, too, because I feel like we might see a lot of that since, like, a lot of New Yorkers, like, come to Charlotte and kind of settle down here and stuff of that nature. Some mess with it. Some people think, like, they might want to go back to New York and stuff of that nature. So it's just, like, one thing I'm noticing about Charlotte, barely, there's there's a low count of people that are actually from Charlotte that live in Charlotte. It's always somebody from somebody else. I'd be, like, like in the field on my marketing job trying to get information and stuff of that nature. It's like, oh, no, I don't, I'm not actually from here. All my family's from Georgia. All my family's from Chicago. And I'm like, shit, what is about Charlotte that makes y'all want to come here so much? Because I I grew up here and everything. I don't know. I guess I don't see what the whole hype is about. Like, it's my city. I fuck with it. But it's just like, you know, it's it's whatever. Like, I'm trying to go to, like, D.C. or some some shit like that. But that's just me. I mean, but it's just like, um, in regards to like the future, let's say like five years from now and everything, uh, um, do you feel like a lot of these different cultures from uh, different cities kind of are going to blend into the whole Charlotte identity as a whole? Um, Kind of, sort of, but not really. You know, you're still going to have that aspect of home, like wherever you're from. That's why you got, you know, different cultures blending. So they say this is going to be like Atlanta in five years. I mean, I could see it if they finish doing what they're trying to do. You know, so I mean, 
I mean, they're going to be from Charlotte eventually. At some point, you, you kind of... Charlotte got a way of growing on you. That's what I feel, because I was definitely in that population that wanted to go back when I first moved here. But I think people will grow, grow to love it. Just, I don't know, it just do that to people. Yeah, no, for real, though. I mean, yeah. I feel like, because, like, how I see it, it's just, like, it's more like an underdog kind of city, in a sense. Like, we still trying to find ourselves, like, identity-wise and stuff. And that's what I love about Charlotte is the aspect that's, like, you know, in a sense, like, I'm still trying to come up as an artist myself. So to come up with your city, that's, like, you know, you're laying down the foundations, like a pioneer type stuff, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, back when, like, in California, they had their, their iced teas and, like, uh, the two shorts and stuff of that nature. And then it went to NWA and then stuff of that nature. It kept going, 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 kept growing, growing, growing. And then California built such an identity for itself that they can just live off like what they did in the 90s and the 80s type. You know what I'm saying? It's not the same thing about New York. New York is like the mecca of like hip hop as a whole. So it's like it's never going to lose that identity no matter what situation it is. It's always going to go back. And so Charlotte's still trying to find itself in terms of like where this stands on that. So it's like, you know, in the 2020s, I feel like we can really grow into that identity for sure and everything of that nature. What, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, that's a fact. Like, I mean, it's already slowly grinding from from when I first got here because, like, there was nobody really. Like, who did we really – who was really from Charlotte? Like, like we got – like before the baby because the baby blew up that's the biggest one it was like De Niro for uh and he's kind of alternative and then remember Betty Grind he used to have the commercials in the morning and shit he, he used to be on the TV so it really wasn't too many rappers that really had Charlotte so I mean just I feel like they gotta use the baby as like kind of like a blueprint but not like you gotta use it as like a springboard like you know how he came up and what his music sound like so you need to you know just take the good from it and not the whole package i feel like a lot of people like i right, he sound like this on these beats let me get these beats and it'll make me pop but i think that kind of stagnates the growth in the in the city right because especially in, in atlanta and everything like atlanta has like their trap vibe and stuff like that but nobody like sounds the same like a young thug song is different from a gucci man song That's a like fact. yeah you know like a, a then they got childish gambino and then they got like andre 3000 Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, you know, there's more space. That's why I fuck with Atlanta so heavy. Because, like, there's more space for more diversity when it comes to, like, your identity and, like, the whole music genre and everything. Whereas, like, for Charlotte, it's like, first thing you think about is, like, the baby, uh, De Niro Farrar. And it's like, and then, like, everyone that's on the baby's camp. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It just feels like they're constantly trying to, like, you know, just fall after that the baby thing. And it's like, it's only going to work for so long. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, with Thug, like, you could hear. The beat, like you can hear some of the Gucci in him, but you—he's not Gucci man. You feel me? He's—he's he's who he is, and that's how it should be. Like you don't—you could take from somebody without imitating them. You know what I mean? Without copying them. And I feel like that's the best way to go with the music. Like you only—like if you don't learn your history, they say you doomed to repeat it. Mm -hmm. So kind of the same shit with the music. Like, do you actually—you want the complete highs and lows of this man's career? Or do you want your own story at the end of the day? Yeah, no, no, seriously, facts, like, for real. And it's just, like, I feel like that's just the wonderful thing about Charlotte. It's like, we still have to kind of figure out our identity, kind of build that foundation, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, when we think about North Carolina artists, you usually go to, like, J. Cole, obviously, but J. Cole grew up in Fayetteville. Right. So it's like, when you think about, like, J. Cole could come out of Fayetteville, and you don't even know what a Fayetteville was until he kept talking about Fayetteville, and you're from North Carolina. Like, oh, yeah, that's in North Carolina, ain't it? It's like, but now it's like, 
now it's like Vietnam, stuff of that nature. Now Vietnam, Fayetteville has its own kind of like identity through Cole to a certain degree. And then they got Moray coming through. Moray and Cole don't sound nothing alike at exactly. all. And that's, that's just like, that's how you build a foundation for like a city. So now when you got to put Fayetteville versus Charlotte and everything, I go, well, what do you say when it comes to that? Like, I feel like Fayetteville has it going in stride pretty well. Um, but it's like Charlotte, I don't know. They feel like there's something missing. You know, do you have any thoughts on that? I feel like something's missing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I feel like just more diversity, like we talked about before. More, not too many people willing to take kind of chances with their music. They kind of, I don't know. They just, they just don't. They just do the same thing. Just do the same thing. And in regards to like your approach and making music and everything, how do you feel like you stand out like as an artist and everything? With me, I feel like I stand out because. I feel like none of my flows sound the same. None of my songs sound exactly the same. Some of the subject matter, the concept might be similar, but I try to differentiate. I try not to sound like nobody else, you know? Yeah, like off the EP um, that you dropped and everything, um, like what was your like favorite song that you like? You feel like you just kind of like, the song that you like, you know, this is like the one song out of everything. Everybody has that one song that they just keep coming back to and they just got to hear it over. Is it the one like Go because like that was the one you made like the music video for or is it just like what? Man, Go wasn't even supposed to make the EP, but we'll talk about that later. But uh, honestly, you know, I kind of, I try not to have favorites. Cause they like your kids, you know what I'm saying? That's your creation. But yeah. my favorite on there gotta be CLTJFK. Honestly, that's oh, okay. that's my shit. Okay, that was like kind of breezing through your EP and everything. I feel like Ghost stood out to me because there was a music video and everything. Um, but it's just like you know, when it comes to like, uh, what, why do you feel like that's like the one song that kind of speaks out to you and stuff of that nature? CLTJFK, cause it just it just was it just came together so beautifully, like. That wasn't even supposed to be my song. It was Bill's song. B Billions, the guy on the song with me. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to be Bill's song, but he ended up letting me have it. So, and then just the way, just the beat, how I came in, how he came in on the hook, it just, it just flows so nicely. So we just, so that's why it's it. That's that's my baby. That's like, like the name fits like me, like CLTJFK, like it's Charlotte, New York, and then it just, it's just swaggy. It just fits. Yeah, for sure, man. And in regards, I know we spoke about like you know future music and trying to experiment with different sounds. Like, what type of sounds do you feel like you want? You can see yourself kind of like experimenting with between like maybe trap soul, uh, Afro beats, or anything. Like, what what do you see yourself like uh, trying to experiment with like in the future? I mean, I feel like I could rap over anything. So as long as I got the beat and the sound right, we could do whatever. That's honestly how I approach it. I really have no preconceived notions with certain things like that. Like, because when I started rapping, like. Like everybody, like at school, you rap at school, you rapping over the trash can. Somebody's banging on the desk or banging on the trash can. And then you get up and you kind of, people forget that. Like you came, you came from something. So I feel like I rap over anything. As long as it, as long as it flows, as long as it fit right. And would you like consider making like whole albums and like, like concepts, like just around a certain sound, like a Trap Soul, Bryson Tiller type vibe or anything like would you like be dedicated to making a whole album off stuff like that or are you just gonna be like maybe one couple songs just put in a project and just call it like that um with me with the projects with with i like when i make when i track list my music i kind of try to make it fit like i try to make it flip like a playlist i try to make it flow so like it highs and lows like it balances with each other i mean a whole project with one sound I don't know. I mean, maybe at some point in the future. I don't know. I'm not going to say never and then I one day wake up and do it. Because, like, 
like a couple years ago, like remember when Wiz had that that trap that trap mixtape. Mm-hmm. So like doing something like that's cool every once in a while. It's just it gotta fit. I'm only into making the music if it fit or it's organic. If it don't sound right or it don't fit right, I'm not doing it. <laughs> Oh, no, no, I can feel that and everything, you know. It could be, like, different kind of intensities. You can have, like, a trap beat that's, like, you know, just kind of high-intensity, like, type shit that, like, bitches kind of shake their ass to. And it can have, like, type of, like, trap beats where it's just, like, you could just be kind of vibing to, like, while you're driving type shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, not all songs are exactly the same. You know what I'm saying? You know, like, it's just, like, things are just could be different. Yeah, genres is usually templates and kind of where you go with it after that. But, yeah, I mean, like I said, as long as the vibe fit, I kind of just try to make the vibe fit. Definitely gotta make the vibe fit. Now, in regards to influences, cause you know we all are rappers, we all got like influences to a certain degree and everything. Who do you feel like influences your sound, or what kind of influences like your drive into the rap game as a whole? Um, the influence that my sound, I would say Biggie, cause mm. Biggie used to Biggie always changed his flow. Biggie could rap like this guy that he's on the song with, and then rap like somebody completely else, and then rap like yourself at the same time, and it never felt like it was a trick. It never felt he was trying like too it, hard. It was exactly. just kind of like, that's the thing. It didn't feel like he was imitating. It felt like he was really just being doing the craft as an artist. Mm-hmm. So Biggie's one of my biggest influences. I feel like Jay Z, because Jay Z got a quote for everything. You could a Jay Z ball for life for anything. Whatever you whatever you thinking about. So those are two people, main people, Jay-Z and Biggie Smalls and everything yeah, of that nature. Yeah, it comes to like my sound, I would say. Yeah. Kind of, sort of. Yeah, that's actually interesting for sure, because it's like, you know, the first song that popped in my mind when you even said that about the whole flow thing was like Notorious Thugs when he did it like with like Bone Thugs and Harmony. You know, exactly. Bone Thugs, they be rapping a certain type of way and he able to mesh in between that and kind of keep up with them at the beginning bar. He didn't like wait for them to go and they're like, okay, I got to copy that. He just, he already knew what the assignment when he started, that's like that's just this is something to can be keep in mind and stuff of that nature. Um, in, in regards to like your favorite like Biggie Smalls and Notorious B.I.G. songs and everything, um, like what songs do you feel like speak out to you, like like or albums and projects wise? You know? Um, his first album, his first album, because when I was when I started high school, I just started delving back in the older music, trying to like you know, because that's when I really started thinking about rapping. So I started diving in the older music and then. I was in New York and I was wilding out and I was doing shit, you know, you ain't supposed to really, you know, you know that type shit. So I was on that type of time and it really just, it was like the soundtrack in my head for that year. Like that was, that was it. I was like, man, this thing is, this is, this is like, that's like a classic debut album to me. Like just the way he, and it kind of fit. So it kind of influenced me. And then Biggie also made it to me like, I didn't want to rap if I couldn't rap extremely well. I feel like a lot of people, they want to rap, but they don't have no respect for the, the craft of it. It's like, you got to love this shit. Like, it's not just music. You got That's you. That's part of your soul. You putting on the paper and you putting in the booth. So, yeah. Yeah, you got to do that the best of your ability type and everything. The cool thing about Biggie Smalls, it was never about, like, looks or trying to be flashy or anything. Dude was just confident on his own. It was his confidence that really, that's what really, like, kind of drove me, too. That's why it's, like, he's one of my main influences, too, when I was coming up and everything. I feel like Tupac kind of got me, like, standing there, like, okay, you can be more than just a rapper and talk about songs, partying, and dancing. You can actually talk about life and stuff of that nature where for Biggie Smalls like this is how you can do it like really like in the most confident ways you can and you know I was kind of like a heavy set kid growing up too so it's like when you see stuff like that and everything you can see it so smooth like and just be like himself with it too like that's what kind of like motivated me like you know I can make this like a part of my life too 
So it's just like, you know, it's just stuff like that. Do you have any, like, uh, that kind of, like, connect with you, like, on that level, too, in a sense? Um, that I connected, like, on a personal level with? Yeah. Like, the rapper that really, really made me want to rap was Uncle Murder. Because I didn't know niggas from East New York rap. And he used to get up there every... East New York, he used to yell out the hood every time. So after I heard that, I was like, okay, niggas from my hood really rap. And he was really real. So it was like... I if I'm a I gotta really if I want to do this I gotta really do this so that's why I, that's why I started rapping listening to him I was like I I could do this oh, okay cool um what, does the Uncle Murder um if you were to consider like maybe probably doing like a remix of your songs and everything to any like anything based off like Uncle Murder and stuff of that nature like to kind of like give a tribute to him or maybe probably jump on the track with him like would you consider doing it or? I would love to jump I would do an album with him just because we from the same hood like why not. I can see I can see that for sure. Like for my case, if I wanted one thing, one of my biggest dreams, like in regards to like, trying to put music out, because since Notorious B.I.G. was one of my main influences, I would like to like make like an EP, kind of just dedicated off beats and everything. Like he kind of used like maybe remix of his beats and stuff of that nature, and just rap off that. That's a fact. Some of that nature. That's, like, that's kind of how I would see it. But that's probably won't be like till down the line type stuff. You know, that's when I get certain stuff out right. and stuff of that nature and everything. So I know like uh, Uncle Murder, you mentioned that you wanted to like you know work with him. And then any other artists that you like to consider like working with like maybe you got a laundry list of artists you'd like to work with in the future um yeah i mean i got a lot of favorites that's still active so it's like why not you know because hip-hop is really not that old when you think about it. it's like, what, like 50 60 years old if, if even 60 maybe 50 something years old mm -hmm. so it's like a lot of our favorites is still out here like we lost a lot of people but we still got a lot of great people like running around here like one of my favorites that people don't really know like project pat is one of my favorite rappers on the low so like you see how Drake be grabbing him every second he get to throw him on something. I would definitely do music with like him. Currency's one of my favorites. I love to do music with some currency. People sleep on currency so much. Currency has so many songs out, bro. I swear. But no, I I'm gonna let you finish though. Nah, I've been a currency, I've been a jet life since like twenty ten. So yeah, like currency is I mean, I knew him from even way before then when he was on Young Money, when he did Nuck If You Buck and all that shit. So yeah, he's underrated. But, like, yeah, it's a lot of rappers I love to do music with. Just people who vibes fit, who music just is what it is. Yeah. yeah, man, I feel that for sure and everything. Like, I know, like, Currency is one of the people I want to work with. Freddie Gibbs I like to work Definitely with. Definitely Freddie Gibbs. People, people yes, Freddie Gibbs can rap his ass off, bro. Like, like that one freestyle with the, with the baby in his lap and everything. Yeah. I be coming back to that freestyle just to study, bro, because, like, dude, to have that kind of confidence, too. Like, also, it's Freddie Gibbs. It's just like, yeah, that's, that's one of the main things. I just need him to stop wilding out and focus on the music, please. Focus on the music. Stop getting in the fights with Jim Jones. I don't think he's the one getting in the fight. They be jumping on my dude, bro. Like, come he on. He be talking that shit. That's the thing with being a rapper. You know, like, I mean, he don't run, though. So I can respect that he's squabbling. But you got to you gotta be careful, man. You can't. It's open season on anybody nowadays. So you got to be careful. But it is kind of corny to gang up on one dude. Like, come on. Like, come on. Like, I'm not even trying to shit on nobody or nothing but like nah, that. But it's fight. like, if somebody was going up there, either ignore it because it's like, whatever. But it's like, it'd be an internet type stuff, you know? Or it'd just be like, what? Like, that internet beef shit just doesn't work with me. I'll be like, bro, just turn it off. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't do the internet beefing. Like, you'll never see me arguing with nobody on the internet. Like, but like on IG live and shit, inviting people trying to do, like, come on, man. Yeah, what? the internet beef shit is crazy, but it's like, it's real life. Because you don't know who's running with who at the end of the day. So you just got to always be on your P's and Q's because somebody could just be... They just happen to run into you, 
And then they call their homeboy who they know looking for you. And next thing you know, you got a Freddie Gibbs situation like in Buffalo when all of them ran down on him. You in that man's city, I know y'all got problems in there. So you just got to be careful with what you say and how you living. I mean, no, no, I feel that for sure and everything. Like, I used to follow Freddie Gibbs' page on Instagram. You know, Freddie Gibbs' page was funny as shit. Bro. On Instagram, his page dude, on Instagram was funny as hell. You, dude used to have me weak as fuck. I'm mad they shut him down. Yeah, they stay shutting our dude down. That's why I don't fuck with Instagram like I used to. I, I, got, I just re-downloaded re Snapchat again and everything just because like snapchat doesn't care like where it's like instagram which is like, oh no you can't do that that's cyber bullying it's like what did i cyber bully like what did i do like i ain't cyber bullying nobody like, i didn't even have instagram until i started rapping again you want me to be completely honest with you i didn't i don't like the internet shit like facebook is just enough sometimes that shit too much and that's for like family and shit i don't even really so yeah i, I completely feel that Instagram, I don't know. It's just it just got to a point now. Where I feel like people start believing in their own hype a little too much and everything. I'm just online just to try to put my business out there, trying to make connections, you know, trying to like you know like doing stuff like this. Like this is how I can do my whole podcast thing like that. Like it's like I just shoot a DM like, do you want to do a podcast? Blah blah blah. Okay, let's lock you in for a day, and I just keep going that consistently. Like there's a way you can use it for positivity, but I feel like some people don't do it for that. Some people just do it just to flex and tell on themselves and everything like that, and it should be like. That's an absolute fact, and that's what people do. Cause, like, that's what that's what people do. That dumb criminals. You know what I'm saying? Like, even if you do this X Y Z, everybody don't need to know exactly how you doing X Y Z, where you doing it, and what's going on. Like, I get it. I know. Like, that's another thing I don't like about this era with music. I feel like I feel like people don't try to connect with your music as much. They want to connect with your whole life, your whole life, and that's cool with certain shit but certain shit need to be private that's why i fuck with jay-z so much because jay-z kind of showed you how to be a rapper like if you go look back at his career it's like man put out an album every year man went on tour dropped singles boom did what he did he go disappear you don't know where jay-z's eating breakfast or dinner at you don't know where to meet <laughs> this nigga like people will see you post something on ig and they'll look in the background oh i know where that's at now everybody's at that spot trying to see if you're still there and that's what got pop smoke killed because as soon as his friends are posting like where his house is at that was it yeah like that's very rest in peace of pop smoke rest but it's just like but dude a lot of this shit is so avoidable from just not putting yourself out there too much and everything of that nature you know, because it's just like, it's just, I don't know. It's, it's a different time. Hip-hop's the only genre, hip-hop is the only genre that does shit like that. Like rock, country music, all this other shit, no issues. Hip-hop is like a completely different beast, bro. Niggas is jealous, niggas is nosy, niggas ain't got shit to do but fuck other people's shit up. It's just, it's sad. Yeah, and I feel like that's the bad that comes with the good because hip-hop is so based on reality that, you know what I mean, you really got to... With certain things, you really gotta be living. You can't be just saying these things no more. Everybody's so much more acceptable. Uh, how can I put it? Everybody's so much more susceptible. Like you're, you outside. You, you accessible. Everybody can find you. So it's just you gotta be careful. But that's the good with the bad. I'm happy that we got a a, a music form for us that is based on real life. But not all the time, though. Some people be capping and they rap, too. You know what I mean? people be capping. Yeah, exaggerating and shit. That's what I'm saying. I mean, yeah, I mean, sometimes you got to exaggerate. Sometimes you got to brag. A, you got to... That's part of hip-hop. That's part of the posturing. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's competitive. You know, it's a warrior sport at the end of the day. So it's like... The exaggeration can't be 
too crazy. Like, don't say you riding the Lamborghinis and you about to go get in that Camry, bro. Like, you bugging the fuck out. But say you whip that Camry like it's a Lamborghini. And niggas yeah. ain't gonna say nothing to you about that because you, you talking your shit, but you really real life in it. Oh, yeah, even if you ain't gotta be saying like what you drive right now, you could be speaking like manifestations into like existence. Like one day I'm gonna ride in a Lambo, or one day like all my family can eat. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you know when you do it like that, then it's like you're putting positivity out. I mean, it's not like you're not lying in that extent. You know that's what I'm saying? Like, that's a fact. Like life is energy and frequencies and shit like that. You can't you can't be speaking out certain stuff and everything. Or talk about guns all day and stuff of that nature. I'd be knowing a couple artists and everything that be young and shit talking about they be shooting places. Like, do you really want to get caught up in that lifestyle? Like just looking over your shoulder every moment. Like it's like that's too taxing. It's too exhausting. J Cole and Kendrick are one of the best, or two of the like the best out right now and like they're like they're still trying to slow up right now and everything but they never spoke about like just killing people and doing nothing like that you know they, they spoke about life and like looking at things from a third person perspective and that's what kept them on for so long you know so it's just like i don't know that's just capped to me that people need to like feel like they need to do that because that's not true you know? yeah i feel like you shouldn't need to like that's the thing with hip-hop you don't have to be the most gangster you don't have to be the best rapper you just have to be you have to be you you have to be unique so but then then again there's some niggas who's really out here like that they really especially these young dudes now they're not like how we grew up like they different so some of that shit kind of be you know what i'm saying so it just just depends on the artist you gotta do what's true to you like i rap about the streets but everything is not the streets because i've lived other lives you know what i mean so it's like just gotta make it unique to you you know what I mean? And uniqueness could like fall on stuff like mental health, society, you know. As a black man in America, there's always gonna be obstacles to speak on, even in home life and everything like that. Some of us grew up without our fathers, some of us grew up like, you know, like you know, with like mental illnesses, depression, anxiety, and trying to go over that, you know, all types of racism, systematic abuse and stuff of that nature. Like, there's always going to be some type of struggle to speak on. Always. Always going to be something. There's always going to be ammo for shit like that. But it's like, I just feel like it's kind of repetitive to have to keep speaking about one certain subject matter all the time. You know, like you can be the speaking about being depressed one day, but then speak about like, you know, just getting lit at the club the next day. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's bad. just like, it's just like life is like more three-dimensional than that is what I'm saying like you know than like that's the one aspect so it's just like you know it's just like I just feel like you, just people need to like switch it up um from time to time and things like that but it's like I know like right now you say like you're 29 and stuff of that now and stuff of that now so it's just like and it says you're kind of like a middle child when it comes to like this game like you you got connection to the like to like more older days of how hip-hop is and like now you're kind of like out there not out there out there but you're you pretty much notice certain patterns and trends out in like the new school type of things and everything. What are some things that you kind of like like about the how now how things are done nowadays, and what are some things that you're just not fucking with, you know, nowadays? Um, like I said before, the thing I really don't fuck with. I feel like people don't people don't respect the craft of music as much. Like they don't care about being a rapper. You just making music. You don't care. And then my thing be don't call it rap if that's not what it is. If you singing and call it singing, there's nothing. There's completely nothing wrong with singing. Why does you, why do you have to be why do you have to be a rapper? Why do you feel like you know what I mean? I feel like they box hip hop too much mm. with certain shit. That's one thing I don't like. Mm. I do fuck with that. Some of these dudes they really they embrace you know what I'm saying. They really embrace who they are. Mm. I feel like that. That's one of the good things because like people used to be scared to be who they is, but as time progresses the world is a little more accepting with certain things 
So people are more willing to do certain things. They're more willing to take chances. I do fuck with that. It's more accessible. You can find music anywhere. You can find podcasts anywhere. It's more avenues for you to, you know, get out there. But it's also tougher because there's so many people. You got to stand out from the bunch. So it's kind of like give and take. It's good with bad with every era. I feel like. That's the main strength of this era. Yeah, no, I feel that for sure, man. It's just like, I feel like a lot of that all started when Kanye West dropped Graduation. They tried to put it up against Curtis with 50 Cent and stuff of that nature. And when that, like, outsold Curtis, like, people started really opening their eyes. They're like, okay, you don't have to be, like, a gangster. You don't have to be, like, a certain archetype in order to be a rapper, so to speak. You can just have, like, really, really good beats and everything. Because everything Kanye did from, uh from a college dropout to a late registration to graduation and everything it was just so different every album has its own vibe to it that's I why I fuck like with Kanye so graduation was like I feel like graduation was like the jump off point yeah. that was like the beginning but I feel like when Kid Cudi came out with that first album when he did the first Man on the Moon yeah. that's when I feel like the game really changed that's when it really cause that's really the forefather of all these guys style like Kid Cudi Kanye Kanye and, uh, Pharrell to a certain extent and then uh Tyler the Creator and everything of that nature. A little bit before Tyler. You know who Max B is? Max B. I think I might have heard of him. Max B, he wrote We Fly High. He's on the hook with Jim Jones. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you listen to his older music, Max B, one of my favorite artists, too. But if you listen to his music, he was doing the rapping, singing, street, guys thing at the same time. Mm-hmm. So, it's a lot of precursors to this era that we in. But, yeah, Kanye is definitely one of the jump off points. Definitely one of the jump off points. Without Kanye, there ain't no Drake either, man. When you think about it, like for sure and everything. And Drake is like a monster now. How do you feel about the album? I haven't listened to it. A lot of people aren't fucking with it. Have you listened to it yet? Um, as a person who listens to all genres of music, the shit don't bother me. But the mm-hmm. diehard Drake fans, I know they dying inside a little bit because they don't understand what he was doing. But I get it. I mean, it's a dance album. What the hell did you think? If you listen to house music, it's similar. Yeah. In that kind of vein, it's kind of a it's a dance album. So it is what it is. I get what he was trying to do. Am I a fan of it? It's ah, eh, it's cool. But Drake, I kind of, I got a funny relationship with the way I listen to Drake music anyway. So it kind of, with him, I got to differentiate his music kind of. It's going two different piles to me. Yeah. yeah, man, Drake is crazy, man, for sure. It's like, I feel like, you know, when it was like, if you're reading this, it's too late. Like, that's my personal favorite project by him. Is it? That's my personal. Well, that's the more rap-leaning album, yeah. so... So it's just, that's just kind of that. like, yeah, that's just how... Because I feel like that's something that it's like, he can be able... If he would have kept, like, a lane for that open, instead of just trying to, like, jump out with the whole uh, certified lover boy thing, um, and now with the... What is this new album called? I forget. It was like, honestly... No, no, it was like, honestly, never mind. Yeah, that was it. Some shit like that's, that. That's, yeah. what, that's what it was called. Yeah, and it's just like, you know, it feels like there's a sense of apathy. By the way, you're fucking with this AC, this AC, too, huh? Because I'm not bad at my AC shit. Alright, cool. But it's like, uh, yeah, man, it's just it's just like stuff like that. I feel like the past two albums, he hasn't really put a whole lot of effort into it. You know what I'm saying? You feel like, oh. That's how I personally feel. Like, I feel like he's just kind of winging it. Like, in a sense, like, he's just, like, I feel like he's already proven a whole lot to himself to this point, and people are just going to buy in whatever now. Like, the only thing I'm looking forward to on this album and when I listen to it is, like, the one song he did with 21 Savage. And, like, that one is hard. That's one, that's the one I'm looking forward to because, like, 21 Savage is. 21 Savage, like, when he gets put on the track, he'll do it. Like, he, he's not gonna, like, he's not gonna half-ass nothing. He's another underrated rapper, I feel like. 21, because he get better with every song, every verse. Like, you hear it. He gets Seriously. better every time he rap. 
Literally, like out of that whole group, like, what, what, what was he? Twenty seventeen at Double XXL, twenty sixteen. I don't even remember. can't even remember. I know he was with like Lil Yachty and Lil Uzi Vert, so it's like that's how I remember and everything. But it's just like no, literally Twenty One Savage, like the most improved for real. Yeah, he and everything every time, every and, time, every time, and he does so. Like I remember, like for a one Mortal Kombat uh, game, a trailer and everything, he used one of his songs on. I'm like, why would they pick Twenty One Savage? And then you listen to it, like, oh yeah, yeah, they kind of go hard. And everything. now it's like every time like they put Twenty One Savage on and everything with the future with the feature or something like that, it's like, bro. He usually is like the best part of the damn song and everything now. So it's just like, what? knowing that, I feel like he kind of saved. I don't want to say he saved the whole album because I haven't listened to it yet. But it's like, that's the one song I'm looking forward to. Because I heard a snippet of it. I'm like, okay, I guess I got something to look forward to. The yeah, whole project. He, he went crazy on that song. I ain't going to lie. He went crazy. Yeah, now. I know, I know, like a lot of people, when we had to focus on, like, you know, these uh, new generation of rappers, I mean, 21 Savage, I, does he really, is he considered, like, a new generation now? I mean, he's kind of been here for a while, like, with the Lozy versus and the Yachtys and stuff. I would say he's kind of, like, in the middle. Like, you said, I'm a middle, like, he's, like, in the middle. Middle child now. Yeah, like, he got a couple albums out. He got a couple, like, he's in a good spot, I feel like. And still getting better. So it's just, like, that's the, so five years from now, who knows where he's going to be and everything. And that's how you should strive as an artist to always get better. I feel like a lot of these just don't want to get better. But that's but listening to him, you can tell that he studies the game. He actually cares about the music. No, for real and everything. But it's like, and in that same lane, like you know, you got your little babies, Baby Keem, um, Corday, and everything. I don't, I'm not saying they're all the same or everything, but in terms of just you know, where they kind of came from, kind of came around at the same time. Little baby is going crazy, like with the features and everything. Little baby, the hottest artist on the planet right now. Like he's like the, and he ain't put out an album in a minute. It's about time too, but it's, yeah, he he's nice, and he gets better every time. And this be the features, man. And Lil Baby and even J. Cole kind of showcased, like, the importance of being on a feature and everything and reaching a new fan base and stuff. Cause I don't think I would have gotten into Lil Baby had he not done a feature with Drake and J. Cole and everything. He did that thing with DJ Khaled, but DJ Khaled gets everybody on his album. But it's just <laughs> like... But it's like, for him to do that, bro, and to kill it, bro, like, for on the hook, man, that's very crucial as an artist, really, to, like, off a feature and everything. That's really going to get people... Because that's your advertisement. That's a fact. Too, like for sure and everything. And Lil Baby's being really good at advertisement and showing up. Like he just showed that you can't half-ass a feature. That's a at fact. At all, for real. So it's like for anybody who wants to do a whole lot of features in the future, really study J. Cole and uh, and Lil Baby for sure. Definitely Lil Baby and everything. But what's your, what what other, um, what's your thoughts about Lil Baby and like how he's coming up and where he's going? Um, I caught on listening to him kind of early, like when he had my dog out. So yeah. little little baby is nice. Like he gets better every time, and that's like at first I was like, ah, this, this song cool. You know, it was his voice at first for me, and then once I got past his voice and he start listening, you like, oh, he's talking that shit. I like when rappers talk their shit and it and it be fire. Like if you're gonna talk your shit, it gotta be, you gotta be talking that talk because there's been a lot of niggas before you that was talking that talk. So. Yeah, but how he brags about it be like you know it's an it's nothing type thing like you know the, like the song he did like with the Drake uh, like a wants and needs and everything it's like if I left some racks on the bed you can keep it yeah it's like, shit it's like yo if I have some money left on there just have it it don't matter man but I, I'll be like listening to shit like that like bro this nigga's really on this shit for real and I just thought that was kind of cool for real for little baby so it's just like you know now it's like I'm listening and even studying to little baby now it's like that's the like one thing like once you reach a certain level as an artist people start studying you. That's a fact. And everything. So Lil, 21 Savage, Lil Baby, those are a lot of the newer type people I'm trying to, like, study for sure. But what's your thoughts on Corday and Baby Keem and everything now? It's just, like, you know, like a lot of people said they might be the next next 
people up going forward you know like what's your thoughts on that baby keem i don't care for too much uh i don't really it's his flow i don't know i don't i don't really mess with it too much but uh corday can corday can rap he's nice he's and like his first album i felt like he was kind of just rapping and it was nice but he was just rapping it didn't go nowhere mm. with this one the more music he's putting out i'm starting to see it like it's he's not just rapping circles he's actually he's rapping and it's going somewhere there's a but he's nice i like Corday. he's nice i need to listen to more of him honestly but the shit i do here he's nice yeah, yeah, I know. It was like the last album he dropped was like, what was it from a bird's eye view? I think. Like, have you listened to that whole whole project, or was it just kind of half stepping on that project? I've been, I've been in and out of that one. It was cool. Like I seen that video for that one where he got with him and Wayne. Yeah. And it felt good to have to hear the Wayne verse again, because them shits is so far and few in between nowadays. But it was just. Yeah. I feel like Lil Wayne gave a, enough of himself into the game as a whole and everything, where it's just like he doesn't have anything else to prove either. You know what I'm saying? Retire, then retire. Like, you got it. You you in the Hall of Fame? Just 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 call it a career. I mean, yeah, but it. when you're a rapper though, can you really like retire? retire? Even when Jay Z tried to retire, he couldn't retire. Because he Jay Z is too nice. Like he he's 50 and he raps better than half the niggas around. So it's like I get it with Wayne Wayne has started to be on a low-key hot street maybe like the last two years but for the longest it's like he was fighting his shadow like he couldn't get out of his own way musically it kind of felt like so it just be like just retire like a lot of them I feel like that like Jeezy just go ahead and retire T.I. go ahead and retire it's alright like you did it now it's it's time just I feel like a lot of them slowed down though. That's the thing. Like now, the only time you hear about them is when they're trying to do a feature. Well, Ti, I don't know what I don't know what's up with Ti. Like he tried to do stand-up comedy or something like that. I, I don't. I don't know. I, the podcast is pretty cool. Like I don't, I don't know about the stand-up comedy thing. I feel. If you wanted to go back into acting and just do acting full time and everything, I'd be down with that because you know Ti Ti can do like the whole ATL. I think he was on Ant Man and everything. Yeah. Like you know, if you want to do more acting shit, I'm all for it. Uh, rapping wise, uh, I don't, I don't know. Like he's like he's a he's a South for, forefather to me. So uh, it's just like so nice. Like his prom, his the sound that same time I was listening to Biggie all the time. Like when I was in, I started high school. Like his King album, I was listening to that in New York. Like because of him, Young Dro is one of my favorite rappers. So mm -hmm. like, yeah. After a certain point, I feel like once you, once you're not on the same level as you once was, or it's just not the same. Just retire there's nothing wrong with retiring sports stars do it all the time yeah but that's their body though that's their body and everything like two chains got on when it was in his 30s and stuff of that nature you know what i'm saying like time ain't shit like in rapper i guess but with two chains it was he never had he had a peak but his peak wasn't like his peak now you know what i mean like that was that one mountaintop and he got and he ended up getting back to it but how many late career revitalations do we really have in rap how many people could come back change their name man He's like a special case. Yeah, dude, two chains, bro. I swear, like Southern lyricist wise, like you gotta really study two chains. Ti Gucci Man ain't so much of a lyricist, but he is an artist that you need to really check out for real and everything. Gucci's a goat. No, no, definitely the goat, man. It used to drop hella songs. It's just that that work ethic. That's that's what Gucci's biggest asset is. But like even JID and everything, and the whole Dreamville camp and stuff of that nature. How you feel about J Cole's Dreamville camp? I feel like that's the best part of like J Cole's like out of like the whole Drakes and the uh, Kendrick Lamar uh, conversation. And everything he beats them out. It's like his brand, his whole Dreamville brand. I feel like that's where he beats them all out at. Um, some all them guys can rap. All of them can rap. No, I don't, some of them I, I kind of. Uh, uh, Cause like J. Cole How can I put it I like J. Cole He's nice 
But I don't always listen to J. Cole, you know what I mean? Yeah. But the Dreamville dudes, they cool, they can rap. Not for real. I feel like I'm more immersed with his mixtape type songs. Once you delve into their mixtape day, that's where you feel like they're at their most hungry and everything. When they get into their album, it's more like you, they got to make like, you know, a project right. type thing. So it just feels like, I don't want to say it feels like homework in a sense. Like, but it's like, you know, when you try to do a project and everything, it's all about just hitting whatever uh, things you got to hit and then that's it. You know, where it's like, where it's your mixtape, it's like you got to put out banger, 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 banger. And the cool thing about it is like nobody knows about, hears about a lot of their mixtape except true, true, true fans. You know what I'm saying? So like, that's just something to keep in mind. I'm a stuff of that nature. But yeah, J. Cole is definitely another one of my main influences and everything. All three of them are like the Drakes and Kendrick Lamar's. And so to a certain degree degree or another and everything you know drake with the versatility j cole like hitting on things on day-to-day life type things and like kendrick even talking about like society type stuff i feel like that's their biggest strength and stuff of that nature but it's like you know like my i feel like we're hip-hop is at a weird crossroads now where it's like their time is starting to kind of close in you know and like we're trying to pretty much go into the next big thing and i feel like a lot of people point at jake harlow and we're just going to be one of the next best things now. Now they're trying to shit on that and everything. I think Jake Harlow's nice. What, what, what's your thoughts on Jake Harlow? Um, Jack Harlow, he. Right. I kept calling him Jake Harlow. Yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> my bad, Jack Harlow. Yeah. Jack Harlow, I right. he cool. Not really one way or the other with him. I hear his music. It's alright. I mean, he's he, he's cool. He got his little wave. The first time I really heard him, I heard him on the ESTG songs. Yeah, I like G, mm. but yeah, Harlow's alright. Although it's all right, I feel like that's that's where it. Uh, you don't feel like he deserves all that hate and everything out of nowhere. I feel I, I hate when people just start hating on artists out of nowhere and everything. It's just like you don't fuck with him, you don't have to listen. Yeah, to it's him. real left field with him. Like some people would be funny, but with him, it's just like, I mean, what can you do about it? Yeah, like, it's like it is what it is with him. It ain't he ain't bothering nobody. Let him, let him make his paper. Literally just let him make his paper type things, and it's like, well, I feel like this generation is also weird on that note too. I know we spoke about it earlier about the whole social media thing. I feel like a lot of trends wrong with the people just start hating on artists and everything, and like doing all this hate type push things, and it's like they never want to put the same work in. Like you know, it's like I feel like people have a grandiose sense of like their opinions mattering, and like that shit does not matter. And then it definitely gave a lot of people that had no no. That had no point having an opinion, an opinion. Like, they had no reason for anybody to listen to them. The internet has given them that. And that's good, but it's also bad, too, because sometimes you just got to shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh, real shit for real. Like, uh, old dude, uh, the, I forgot, DJ Academics and everything. Yeah, no, see, I, I, I really don't understand. <laughs> How does he have a following? And shit like that. I want to be able to be like, okay, it's journalism. You know, do whatever you want to do. As long as we all get money, that's fine. But that's like a special case, man. Because you be having journalists beef with rappers and everything. Like DJ Academics and Freddie Gibbs were, were literally locked down <laughs> in the beef. And it's like, that's weird to me. Because it's like they both don't even make sense against each other. Like, because like you said, with the internet shit, it's just like a lot of people lose their journalistic integrity. Like they stop being, you, you can't. You can be a journalist and be a fan at the same time, but you don't have to be a dick writer. A or despair. Like you don't have to be yeah, like your energy don't have to be like that. Just some people just and then people love it. But then the internet also shows to you people who've never been punched in their face before. Like if you like you can tell they've never been punched. You ever you ever got into a fight? You ever got hit in the face? You learn from that. You like, alright. 
either he caught me lagging or I didn't have my guard up right. It's one of the two. Or you're overstepping a boundary you had no business overstepping. Exactly. So you learn from it. You learn to mind your business with certain and shit. And you feel sorry for people who don't get humbled like that early on, bro. Because they carry that shit in their 20s and shit and a whole lot of fuck and shit happens. they finally get that ass whooping, it might not even be from a person. You get that ass whooping from life. It's like, oh shit, maybe that's why this person who ain't fuck with me didn't fuck with me. Maybe I didn't realize... What I was actually crossing into and talking about. But sometimes it don't even be you. Some niggas just like to stay in the background and hate, man. Like, I swear. It's like, like for instance, it's just like a lot. You get a lot of that in Charlotte. You know, I grew up here. So it's like I know to a certain degree. But it's this doesn't speak for everybody. <laughs> yeah, because it's like they all think that they know so much and they don't know shit about nothing. Like, why is your whole personality trait knowing things like that nobody asked about? Like I can never understand how you get along with life that like oh I don't I don't I'm not feeling that and it's just like who the fuck asks you like who cares keep that to yourself you don't have to be like you can be indifferent people don't master the importance of indifference indifference that's you, a hell of a word you Let's can put that right there indifference indifference you don't have to respond to everything you know that's what I'm saying even when people talk shit you don't even have to care you don't have to care about anything you don't want to fucking care about and people always miss that part of it if it ain't for you it's not for you and that's just that's the end of it. But then it's just like, they be doing wild shit, like trying to put, like trying to like talk shit and put dirt on people's names and doing the absolute most. All that time they could have spent in the gym, they could have spent like freaking doing something, getting some money, doing something positive. Anything. And they waste their time away doing stuff like that. And that's what I hate about Charlotte, bro. Because it doesn't have to be like that. Because we're going to get on a platform where it's like, you know... Like, a lot of the personalities here are going to be put into the forefront. Like, with the whole Cam Colhart yeah. and the baby situation. How many of y'all really just felt embarrassed? Like, dude, this is not how it should be and everything. If Cam, Cam Colhart, like, God bless his soul. Like, because, like, Cam Colhart took an L publicly and didn't try to kill him or do nothing like that. So, props for Cam Colhart and everything. I don't want to talk shit about nobody. I think he, he's cool on that end. But with that whole situation, like, just on a situational sense, there was no point in that. Nah, that's a fact. No point in that at all. Like, like getting scrapped at South Park Mall type shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, let people shop. You don't have to like them. Move on. Get your yeah. money. The end. That's it. Just, I just don't understand how people can hate, bro. I can't hate on nobody. I ain't put love out there and that's it type. I just don't get that mentality. Nah, that's a fact. And then the thing with Charlotte, I feel like the thing I miss is like one thing about New York is if somebody don't like you or they don't, they don't bang with you, you know it. It's not undercover. It's... Out there in the forefront Your issues Y'all issues are, are mutually understood It's never Here I feel like They just kinda They'll play it Into They'll act like They ain't got no problem With you And as soon as They could click up And get some friends That's when they They got a problem And they wanna be seen And they wanna be heard uh, uh, That's like With that internet shit I don't like that shit yeah, it's weird, man. The best way to go in Charlotte is really just to pick a couple people that you fuck with and just, that's it. Leave alone. <laughs> you do not have to have, like, you don't have to be friends with nobody. I don't even want to put myself out there. Only time I connect with people if that is on some business type stuff or, like, that's it. Like, because, like, I'm, I'm 24 now and everything. This is the year where it's, like, everything I do now is either going to make me or break me the rest of my life. And it's, like, I'm literally trying to build a foundation. If you're not on that same mindset, then... I don't know what to do. Like, just enjoy your time. But I'm not going to bother you. Just don't fuck with me. And that's, that's literally it type that's, shit. That's it's a like, fact. I don't understand. I feel like a lot of it is, like, it's just kind of effeminate. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't be a whole nigga sitting around focused on somebody else, what they wearing, who they talking to, blah, blah, blah. 
keeping like updates on their life and shit like that. You know, you know, what's the point in that? Like, where, what's the end game in that? Well, you know? even a, fem- a feminine, but even like, I just say like, like whole shit, like. Like it don't matter Man, female hope, Just hoe shit Cause no. one thing you could always rely on Is for a hoe to be a hoe So Niggas be moving like hoes They move Wherever the money go Wherever the attention go They move like hoes You know what I'm saying So Like you said The best thing to do Is really just Get your click Get who you clicked in with And just Stay strong Just lay low Stay strong Pop out when necessary Like I didn't I didn't have an IG Till I started doing music again I don't be in everybody's spot I go if I do go pop out, do a show or something, I perform, I show love, you know what I'm saying? I slide out. Sometimes just being anywhere too long could lead to issues. You just gotta. No, dead ass. Especially if you put yourself out there like that. Like, especially if you got like a feeling, familiar type vibe or energy and everything. Right. Like, you know, you could not know anybody from nowhere, but they might know your whole life story from somebody else and everything and think right. that they know you. And that's what, because it's like we're in the South, so that Southern hospitality kind of mixes in a lot of like you know from other how other people carry themselves from like other towns and stuff of that nature you know it's just like you know one thing i know about like new yorkers and this is my personal opinions and everything and everything a lot of new york people like they have a whole lot of pride in themselves which is like respectable which could be used in a good way and a bad way because like pride and arrogance are so paper thin in between you That's know what i'm fact. saying and so like people might confuse that uh, that arrogance for confidence like he just fucks with himself no this nigga is living in delusion you know what i'm saying and that could that stretch for like other people and then people like think like oh that's the best way to carry yourself you know like charlotte is just like we're i'm not trying to say we're sheltered to that certain degree but it's like you know we have a very grandiose sense of ourselves but if you the more you kind of step out you see places like atlanta miami you know you realize there'd be bitches way finer in different other cities there'd be niggas like that are way humbler that have so much money bro and it's don't think nothing about it and like you know you can really make connections outside of your town like the world is too big to be worried about one town you know what i'm saying and that's a fact i feel like most of my friends, most of my circle, they're not from Charlotte. Like, we yeah. live here. Like, it's one or two of them that grew up that's actually from here. But it's not too many of them from here. But we all we all show love. We break bread. If somebody don't got it, the other one got it. Or we all got it. We just make it happen. And then I feel like people see that and it's like, well, how the fuck they moving like that? Why they da-da-da-da-da? But it's really like, that's just us. We're not trying to prove nothing. We're not trying to show nothing. That's just how we living. You know what I mean? When we ain't have nothing... We stuck together, so now we got a little bit of something. Cause I ain't no ball, I ain't Mister Million Dollars Record Soul and shit. But but it's coming. You know One day it's coming. Yeah, manifestation, that's a fact. But like, you know what I'm saying? We got a little something. We doing this thing. We moving our music. We pushing. So we gotta gotta act accordingly. That's just how we living. Just show love and everything, keeping going and everything, but keep a tight circle with you, man, because it's just like nothing. That that shit humbled me so early when I was like 18 some years old. You think you can fuck with the same people from high school? You cannot at all. Only certain people you can fuck with, some people you just can't, you know, and it's just like that's just the real life about anything. Yeah. You know, like I saw, like literally, God will put people in your circle, bro, that's like that you don't even know from them for so long, bro, but I have the best intentions with you. Like I'm locked down with people who have like do tours and shit like that. That would hook me up. And everything But all I'm trying to do now Is trying to get as much content Out there as I can Really try to build my brand As best as I can So by the time I do pop up There's always something That people can look through And everything right. They can look always through your catalog going on. Always, always got something going on I do the podcast thing To keep the rap thing fresh right. And everything You gotta do something else To keep something fresh You know Go into martial arts Pray Do something yeah. Outside of that, instead of just focus on let your identity not just be just one thing, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like what do you do besides like to me like 
I feel like rap, if rap is your profession, it can't be your personality, too. And I feel like that's why a lot of niggas have the issues they be having. Because rap is their profession and their personality. So that's how you meet a chick in the street. Yeah, I rap. You know, da, 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 I sold this many records. Bro, that's not cool. You just, now you bringing more negativity to you. You bringing people that only interested in you. That, go talk to her and be you. I'm like, yeah, I'm Mike Mills, the rapper, but I'm Mike first. You feel me? So... Yeah. I, yeah, I do. I do the music thing. I do a podcast. I do a sports podcast, which is completely different from music. Sometimes we tap into music, but not really. You know what I mean? So you just gotta have. You just gotta be working. You gotta always have something going on. Yeah, it's always something that you gotta have going on for sure, and, and always have like a purpose. So that's why a lot of people I hear have no purpose in this thing beyond just getting rich and then getting like right. clout off of it. And that's not gonna bode well for you down the line and everything. Cause that's all your foundation is found on. Cause once that clout and all that stuff is gone, what do you got left? You know what I'm saying? Right. Like what Jay Z sense, it was like Jay Z was trying to like really become a businessman, and then he became a businessman. Like right. that's just like that's just kind of how it is. It's like you know now you, you be seeing him out here with his daughter and everything. People be shot like, oh wow, that's poison ivy. That, no, that's a blessed blue ivy. Like oh my gosh, she's gotten so tall, and you never hear about them because he's so low key. Exactly. He has nothing to prove. Perfect like dead ass. On how to be a rapper? How to be a? You literally have nothing to prove. Let your proof be in the result. Exactly. Let your proof be in the result. There are so many people from high school that I knew and everything that claimed that they were really trying to make this shit their shit and like where the fuck they at now? I'm out here trying to put like a whole I put a whole tape out last year. What what they got? Nothing. And everything. Now I'm trying to do the same thing over and over again until like the end of the year. I'm trying to shoot for as many songs as I can. Once I really hop in that studio again, it's like that's that's it. That's all I'm gonna be focused on. And then I'm gonna have this podcast thing too. It's like, you know, it's just it's always good to have multiple things going on for you. Right. You know, it's like the rapping isn't everything to me. Like this is I wanna be like a business fan too all throughout. Like this rap music thing and this podcast thing, trying to do the things that you love and try to bring brand awareness of that. That's a good way to build your skills and sharpen your sword on that degree. You yeah. know, so it's just it's always like a positive with a lot of that thing. I know you mentioned about the whole sports podcast. So it's like, you know, outside of rap, you know, like, uh, like what, what, what type of sports do you feel like that you feel like you resonate more with? Is it just more just football, basketball? Do you, can you step out the line with like soccer type stuff? Uh, soccer, I'm not. I be wanting to understand soccer, but it be too many like leagues and different shit. And then you know the good league not even here. Mm. So like every other league we got here is A1. Like everybody aim for that. But don't nobody aim to play soccer in the U.S. It's like, all right, you know what? I made it. We could play here. You know, it's that type of shit, but um, basketball, baseball, football, those sports, hockey, I'm kind of, hockey we talk about on the podcast, I'm kind of growing more. Like, I understand the basics, but I don't understand that, like, basketball or football or baseball, like, I could look at that and tell you exactly what's going on at that moment or what's probably about to happen. With hockey, not so much. I'm still trying to figure that one out. Yeah, Sam, I'm trying to get into hockey myself. Mostly because they have good jerseys, and I don't want to buy the jerseys and shit. People ask me like I, some hockey questions, and I don't know what to tell them. I definitely love that Seattle Kraken's jersey they came out with because that team is new. Yeah, the like, Chicago Blackhawks shit, like that was pretty lit for a while they too. Jersey straight, but I love that Seattle Kraken jersey. I definitely want one of them because I feel like that's an underrated part of, part of sports, like the jerseys. A lot of teams have ugly ass jerseys, like that shit don't be worth it. <laughs> yeah, no, for real though, for real. But it's like I know we already been to the finals. And I'm going to be a 100%. When it comes to basketball, finals, I was not keeping up with these finals. I had too much shit going on in my life to be focused on. I feel bad low-key because, like, Steph Curry coming back in the finals is low-key. Like, that's, like, some crazy shit and everything and going up against, like, the Celtics and stuff. Like, like how, do you, how, do you, how do you feel about that whole situation? Um, series was cool. I popped in and out of it, in and out of it. I mean, the Celtics young, so they be back. But, like, I just... It was good to see Curry and them bounce back because they've been going through it for the last couple of years. Everybody being hurt, 
Mm. Then Clay, this is Clay first time being back. And he only really played what like half the season. Mm. So it was like I think the Warriors probably be back again too. Like they window a lot of people was counting them out, but Wiseman still hurt. So they still got pieces they could put together and they just gonna be dangerous for a while. But Boston to be back too. So they still have people on the Warriors that are still hurt? And they're still playing in the finals anyway? Yeah, James Wiseman, they sent a the rookie they drafted when like when LaMelo got picked, he was mm-hmm. the first pick that year. Mm-hmm. And he ain't even played. So imagine they had they big man. So oh, seriously, like that's really cool shit. That means like these next couple seasons about to be competitive as shit. Cause like nobody that played the year before was in like the finals this year. That's a fact. Like the Bucks and the Suns were there last year, and now this year we had the Warriors versus the Celtics. Yeah. So just imagine how things could change and how that can mix up in the next couple years and everything. Like nah, the NBA is really kind of even now. Like it ain't been even in years, but no, now it's really everybody's kind of back to having one or two stars instead of having three and four and shit. And having a whole Avengers team. <laughs> yeah, and a bunch of old-ass role players on the bench. Like, it's less of that now. It's starting to be more even again. Kind of like with music, it's starting to be more... It's a level playing field. It's really nobody is at the top, at the top no more. Yeah, and that, that's kind of like a blessing, low-key, because like now like the 2020s, like now we have time to actually define who we are in the 2020s. I don't feel like maybe the 2020s might have more stake in becoming like something like the 90s. and Not like 90s in a sense, like no, because like the 90s are always going to be the 90s, but just in the sense like there's more space for growth now. No, nah, there's definitely yeah. more growth, more accessibility, more, more like you don't have to be on a major label no more. You don't yeah. have to do this that and the third no more you don't have to go on that tv i don't want to do that shit i want to do this and you could do that and boom next thing you know it's a whole platform mm-hmm. you just doing that made something else branch up put that next to your name that's another resume builder so it's more stuff you can do if you don't want to follow the traditional roads like we was talking about currency earlier mm-hmm. currency didn't do the traditional road he was on major labels ain't like this shit niggas start dropping a mixtape every month next thing you know boom now he's where he's at so it used to be, and you don't have to be super, super rich in the game to actually make it. Like, you could just be just good in your own lane, and currency is in his own lane. That's what I love about currency, is he doesn't need to be have to be all in your face. It's just music, 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 result, and that's it. And he show you his cars, he do other stuff, and then back to the music, it's all makes sense. It's all genuine. It's all, and that's what I want to be like with music. Like when I was younger, when I was first rapping, I wanted to be the greatest rapper ever like I just like non-debatable and I still want to be great like I'm not knocking that but it's just the path to greatness is whatever you want it to be mm-hmm. now it's not alright I have to sign to a major label I have to drop an album every so often I have to do this that and the third you really command you really could control your career now more than you ever needed to you could make a hot song you could take it to fucking one of these restaurants and hit like yo do a commercial da 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 and they might pick this shit up and there you go Boom. No, seriously, man. Anything. It's like, and Russ kind of showcases how to do that for sure and everything. And even with Excess and Tassion, when he signed with Epic, it was like on some partnership type. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's more room. It's not like, oh, I need to do this, I need to do this, I need to do that now. Yeah. And everything. Like, and of course, I don't really shoot to be like great or what I be like the tip tier, like greatness or whatever in this rap. I try to be like iconic in the sense that, you know, my work will speak for itself and everything. People will look back and be like, oh, okay, he did this despite these odds being in his way. Or he made this happen with all the little stuff that he had. You know, he had this stuff going on, too. He wasn't just some rapper. You know, he did other things, too. But, you know, I feel like Iconic is, like, the status I'm trying to shoot for. You know what I'm saying? I feel it. And it's just, like, it's just it's just stuff like that. But it's like, okay, we're, I think we're getting close to, like, the whole hour um, 
uh, our uh, standpoint, stuff of that nature. Um, in regards to like where your career is, um, where it's been and where it's going and stuff of that nature, like you know, how you, how you feel about where your career is kind of headed going into the future? Like, where do you see yourself in five years? Five years, I plan on having my own label. Mm. I plan on being a couple albums in. Mm-hmm. I just plan on being where I need to be. I have a couple artists, you know. Because when I, when I did it the first time, when I did it the first time, you know, I was in a group. Me and my homeboy, he made the beats or whatever, and then we had some other people that we was bringing along, and it just kind of fizzled out. I want to do that again, but not in a group. So I want it more to be understood, like, yo, mm-hmm. we a camp. We not a group. You know what I'm saying? We're going to do the compilation thing, of course. We're going to collaborate. It's nothing wrong like that. We under the umbrella, but we don't have to be connected to the hip. And that's what I feel like was the problem the first time I was doing music. So now, but now it's all me. So now it's just however I plan on doing shit. But I feel like the future is bright. I feel like I got a lot of, especially when I drop my next project. My next project's so crazy. And I've been holding on to it. And like everybody, like, you need to hurry up and drop that shit. But when I drop my next project, it's going to be crazy. Yeah, just take your time with it, man. You know what I'm saying? Because you never know. You might want to add a little twist, a little turns and everything. I know when I was doing my first mixtape and everything, I had to take off school. Like, I was still going to school because it was online. It was COVID yeah. and everything. But I had to, like, get off campus to get away from all the festivities because I wanted to, like, know I have to get this shit done. By right. all means necessary, I got to get it done. Somehow, way, I got to get it done. And, like, that's just what I was doing until I got it done. And stuff of that nature. So it's just like, you know, it's just, it's really just a matter of just do whatever you got to do to really get familiar with it. And then, like, after when you familiarize and you're pretty much settled in that environment to where you can pretty much do anything and everything, um, just, just, yeah, just, it's just a work in progress type thing, you know? So, um, but yeah, that's pretty much it for this episode of the 71st episode of the Mental Threats podcast. Uh, Mike Mills, do you have any, like, uh, words you want to let them know the audience before we bounce? Yo, it's Mike Mills. Once again, yo. My I've Been Working EP is available now. Just go on Apple Music, go on Spotify, wherever you stream your music at, it's there. My single Ball is out, same place. My latest single, More, featuring Mimi V, is out right now. I got a couple things in the works. My next project is called The Last Summer, and that's coming really, really soon. Just be on the lookout. I appreciate you having me up here. I appreciate the good conversation. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Thank you very much. You know, that's it's, it's always all love and everything of that nature. You know, I like to support other artists and everything, kind of pick their brain, see, like, kind of where they're headed, where they've been type stuff and stuff of that nature. You know, maybe next time we see each other and everything, the next five years, we'll probably be behind, like, the BET Awards, maybe, like, like smoking on some ganja or something like that. I don't know. That should be crazy. <laughs> it would be crazy, right? Like, oh, we started talking in the car, now we're here. Right. Yeah, it's always got to speak those stuff in existence and stuff of that nature. Always got to be in your grind. And it's never too late to do it whatever you want to do in life you know anybody that's listening in always got to build your process no matter where you're at in life or where you're from where you're headed you know if you have a vision you always have to work hard to realize it no matter where you're at what stage you're at in life you know so i'm gonna just leave it at that all right thank you that's it for like the 71st episode of the mental threats podcast this is toasty signing out